week on the sofa with Sisu, we talk about full-time mummying, Margate marvelling, the Dalai Lama, gollywogs, <laughs> judgment, and as always, the manies of the week. Tune in. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello! Hey, everyone! Welcome, welcome, welcome! Another week, another, another. I want to. What's a rhyme? Another week, another peak. Another week, another peak. <laughs> <laughs> another week, another peak. Yeah. Uh, anyway, how was your week? Well, I haven't really been doing much other than full time mumming. I've decided to. Um, give myself a break from everything else over the half term and just spend time with Maisie, which sounds lovely in hindsight, but in reality, we've been bickering a lot. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> um, but also, no, we have had some, re- we've had some fun. She's had like slumber parties, we've baked, you know, done all the mum stuff, all the mummy daughter stuff, makeup, hair. What beach did she go to? Beach. I saw a picture on Instagram of her on a, at a beach in the water. I was like, oh, what beach is she at? I don't know. Uh, uh, that, that definitely wasn't with me. <laughs> I haven't no, been to a, a beach. It was the father. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't recall them being at a beach. I reckon it was probably it was an, an old, old rehashed pic. Yeah, that's what I reckon. <laughs> There's been no beaching. <laughs> I would have known about it. Um, but yeah, what, I mean, that's all I've been doing. Yeah, slumber parties, swimming, dance routines. Oh, gosh, yeah, the dance routines have been plentiful. Oh, oh, well, you could do a little show. Oh. That's what you should get her to do is to, is to curate a show. She needs to practice her show that she's actually got coming up. Uh, has she got a show coming up? Yeah, in July. She's doing Matilda, isn't she? What? You didn't tell me this. Really? You haven't told me she's doing Matilda. What? Who's, who's she playing? Who's she playing? <laughs> <laughs> Who's she playing? Julia? Oh. Someone like that? One of Matilda's mates. Oh. I don't know. She only started in January, but she's got four lines. But she needs to... Oh, uh, is she going to be performing at an actual on a stage? Yeah, the Radlett Centre. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah, 2nd and 3rd of July. Yeah, 2nd of July is my brother's birthday. July, what a like treat for him. Means something to me. I feel like I'm busy. I'm going to need to clear my diary. Is it available for everyone to go? It's on a Sunday. Yeah, so there's two on a Sunday. There's two shows on the Sunday, and then there's one sh- like one show on the Monday evening. I think it is. Okay, I'm coming. I know it's wild. I was like, blimey, she's going to be knackered. She's going to be shattered. She's yeah. going to school as well, and she has to do a rehearsal on the Saturday. Just go to school as well. Yeah. Is that a day out of school? No, that's go to school, then go and do your show. Oh bless her. Bless well, her. that's the theatre life. I was going to say that is the theatre life. Yeah. When you actually are in the theatre for real, you do have to have a side hustle because theatre doesn't pay that much money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, she's she's gonna realise that. Yeah, the arts is difficult. It is. It's all tough. <laughs> it's called life. <laughs> it's tough out there, kids. It's tough out How there. How was your week, love? My week has been yeah, it's been fun. It's been nice. Um, I went to Margate for a yeah. little retreat for Easter, which was nice. Was meant to just be like a one day sort of situation. It turned out to be like an overnight stay, which was welcomed by yeah, my that. my lovely cousin. Um, took us and uh, stayed at this lovely hotel called the Albion in Ramsgate, which was the Albion. I've heard of that. I feel like is there like quite a few of them. Oh, there are quite a few hotels yeah, called yeah. the Albion. Oh, okay. It's really random, actually. Uh, I I always don't know if I should say people's names on the podcast or not. Like I. Like the other day I was talking to Lucy and I was like, I didn't want to say your name about your wedding and I just didn't know if it's allowed and I don't know if you want to be out there and I get all nervous about <laughs> saying people's names. Why are you not saying anything bad shit about them? Well, it depends. I don't know where my mouth is going to take me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all nice stuff. <laughs> and anyway, I was we, we stayed at the Albion and then Ricky, our friend Ricky, um, your... You, I went to school with him and you know him as well oh, from the yeah. estate. He messaged me and was like, oh, I'm, 
I posted a picture and he was like, I know where you are. And he said, you're at the Albion, you need to go here, here, here and here and send me loads oh, of Oh, bless him. Yeah, it was really sweet, actually. All the places that he recommended we had actually already been to. So it was really nice. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, but it's a really nice hotel. Stayed there. The food was incredible. Like, we just ate like kings. Um, and we, I'm going to hold my hands up and say that we did not pay for our full bill. Why? What do you mean? Did you do a runner? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, Sean and Ola, running out the Albion. <laughs> no, because we were staying in the hotel where we ate, mm. but they didn't charge us for our wine, and right. it was quite expensive wine. And then the, then the next day, and then the day, the afternoon before, they hadn't charged us for our cocktails. Oh, right. And we had quite a few cocktails in the lounge, and they didn't charge us for it. They still going to add it to our room, and they didn't. And then, the, then in the evening, they didn't charge us for our wine. So we basically got away with not spending like £150 worth of alcohol. Well, not now. You've just confessed it on the podcast. <laughs> Hope no Albion employees are listening. <laughs> well, look, just think of it as a I gift from the is, universe. I found it as just good karma, you yeah, know. Yes, good karma. I give out so much. 100%. So it came back to us in alcohol. Cheers to yeah. that. Cheers to that, Cheers hun. to that. Pim's o'clock. Pim's o'clock. Thanks, James. Thanks, James. Oh my god, look at this. You can see the whole studio, everyone. The studio's been redone. Look at this. Look at this. It looks so sick. Shiny. Looks sick. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. It looks like we're like, I mean, someone said to me the other day, they were like, your podcast seems very bougie. Really? <laughs> Imagine if we did all the things that we wanted to do, like wearing tiaras and shit like that. <laughs> they were like, your podcast seems very bougie. And then they start asking me these questions. And I'm like, yeah, it's very bougie. They're like, where, where in London is it? I went, it's in Mill Hill. <laughs> What's not in London? They're like, oh, really? It looks like you're in somewhere central. Mill Hill's London, no? Mm. Greater London. It's not. I don't know. It's anyway. Not. Anyway, so, yeah, the camp was amazing. And then my rest of my week has been around um, planning for this uh, for our event, which is come fast, fast approaching. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is, isn't it? Just. Um, and then, <laughs> need to get some advertising out there. Yeah, we need to, we'll, we'll be coming to you soon with a date mm. um, and a location and links to buy tickets, but we just need to finalise a couple of final points. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's fast approaching. Um, and then I've had a couple of meetings with Fasisu, um, had some great connections this morning with with someone for us to do some incredible work with, which it's going to be one of those where I feel like we've got to a stage where we have to start like doing things that ne not necessarily going to win stuff straight away, but like it's building foundations for us. Mm. And this conversation I had today was like one of those where I'm like, oh my god, this is what we need. Brilliant. Yeah. So that was good, and then had some time with my mum and dad. Oh, how are they? Mm, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> No, they're good. Yeah, they're really good. It was actually really nice. We went there on Easter Monday and um, my mum said that they were going out in the afternoon, in the morning, so to come in the like late afternoon. I was like, okay, cool. Um, and so I thought I'd make us all lunch. Yeah. I thought, oh, I'll take lunch. My dad's been craving um, Jamaican patties. He wanted me to make some. So I said, I'll make, I thought I'd make some. Yeah. And make some lunch, take it all over. And then Sean was like, have you told your mum that you're cooking? And I was oh. like... No, I just thought I'd surprise her. He's like, I just thought that's... Oh, gosh, did she cook as well? She also cooked. No! I didn't know when there she was going to... There must have gonna... been so much food. <laughs> I just didn't know when she was going like, to... Gonna... Well, she, was, she wasn't there when we arrived. So we arrived at the house. She wasn't there. My dad was like, I think she's gone to the gym. I was like, then I don't smell any food. So I was like, she clearly hasn't cooked. Mm. So then she arrived and she was like, I made salmon. Oh. It's in the fridge. And I was like, oh, well, we'll just take ours home and we'll have the food that's here. Um, it wasn't that much of a drama. But yeah, it was a really nice afternoon. Ola came and we all had lunch, had a good little chat and that was it. Do they still go to church, your mum and dad? Yeah. Did they go over the Easter break? Yeah, but their church is very much changed. Like they only go to church on a Sunday. You remember before they used yeah. to go to, they used to have house fellowship on a Monday, church yeah. on a Wednesday, church on a Sunday. Now they only go to church on a Sunday and everything else is virtual. Oh, right. That's very high tech, isn't it? I think it's Church has gone virtual. Church has gone virtual. It's also cost effective, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, they're still churching it up. <laughs> still praising Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, sister. Amen. Um, yeah, so that was my week. It's all been really good, actually. I just feel, I feel really blessed. I do feel really blessed. I think I'm ready for a holiday, though. I'm like Aww. you. I'm ready to take a couple of weeks off to myself. But yeah. I was actually offered a trip this to go away with one of my friends on Thursday. Yes, today. 
Yeah. Me to go, she was like, you can come away with me. And I was like, oh. But te- like, just for five days. Yeah. I turned it down. Why? I had loads of work to do. Um, and also, oh gosh. It, she offered me to go to Marrakesh with her. And me and Sean are obviously going to Marrakesh at Christmas. Oh, yeah. So I was like, if I go to Marrakesh without Sean. Yeah, no, that is a bit. That's, yeah. That's a for disaster, that is. Yeah. That's like when, you know, Ricky said that we would go climb the mountain in <laughs> Wales and then he booked it with the boys and I was pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I literally had that flashback. Yeah. And I was like, it's not worth it. So I turned around, <laughs> I'd called her back. I said, yes. I was like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 I can do it. And then I was like, no, I think in hindsight, I've li- I thought about it through, babes, and I just don't think it's a good idea. No, if it was somewhere else. Yeah, I said to her, like, why don't you change it to Ibiza or something? It'd be really cool to go to Ibiza before the season starts. And she was like, and then it didn't happen. That was that. Well, nice week. Yeah, lovely week. Very nice. Um, Should we gong before our icebreaker? Yeah, we forgot to do it at the beginning again, didn't we? We just always just get so excited by being here with our sea society. I know. All right, go on then. Let's have a little... Should we do it together? Bong, gong for the icebreaker. Yeah, let's see if we can get a double whammy sound. Because last week when you gonged, couldn't hear it on the potty. No. Just we heard the beginning bit. I need and to you get it up here. Need look. to get it closer. Okay, All right, wait, go hold on. on. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Damn it! I had this one. What did you say? I did it with the fucking dinghy. You so died the dinghy. I did it with the. <laughs> And so I couldn't get my hand, and I was like, and I knew it straight away. What do you mean? You had it inside it. I had that like oh. that, and I was like, oh no! Oh bloody hell! We'll do it there again. There we go. Again. We got that one. We we'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. Um, so icebreaker, which the icebreaker came from our C Society because we asked, we asked last week for people to send their icebreakers in, and someone sent us an icebreaker. Yeah, I love it. Which I just I love that people listen and then they they deliver. Yeah. What's the icebreaker? Would you rather live underwater or on the moon? Yeah. Okay. What about you? <laughs> I asked the question, so why don't you go first? I'd rather <gasps> live underwater that's than su- on the moon. That surprises me. Why? I would l- rather live underwater because I feel... Well, I don't know if there are any creatures or nature on the moon, but I do know that there are nature and creatures in the water quite fantastical actually and i think i'd rather live there and still be able to look at the moon and bask in the moonlight rather than actually be on the dusty dusty moon Mm. yeah that's a good answer that's why i'd rather live under surprises me but a good answer i would rather live on the moon i like the idea of the unknown i think you also probably would like to be completely isolated <laughs> and there's that too i mean the idea of not having any other human beings around me was like literally blows my socks off <laughs> i am here for it and i also just like the idea of exploring something that no one really has explored really mm. properly well they say they have but who knows who knows um so yeah i like the idea of being on the moon and i also like the idea of being so high up that you can look down and everyone else Oh, fitting. (laughs) (laughs) That is mad though, isn't it? That like no one, there was a trip to the moon apparently and since then no one has ever gone to the moon or been able to go to the moon. I think they've tried, haven't they? I don't know, but how could you do it so long ago and not be able to do it now? Well, that's what they told, that's what they tell us. One would think it would be so advanced now that you'd be able to take trips to the moon for a holiday. Well, aren't they, isn't that what they've done? Isn't that what oh, they... Richard Branson. No, Bezos. It, was it Jeff Bezos? Oh, I thought it was his, Richard Branson. Was it Branson? Building a rocket or something. No, but when <laughs> all the celebrities know. got invited to go on the rocket to go up to the moon, was it not to the moon? I don't know. I don't Can know Can someone help that. us with that information? Has that happened? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like been... that would be big news. No, it was on the news. I feel like there was a, like a celebrity like Bezos or what's it? Bezos Right. So Virgin Galactic, which is the same thing, but just like higher than right. basically to space. But not so it's not to anything. It's just to the outer atmosphere, oh. basically. Uh, I, so yeah, but so I it's mean, just like going up really high in a plane. 
Yeah, but that still would be quite magical. Mm, yeah, of course, absolutely. Mm. Everything is. But I feel like, yeah, it's a surprise that we haven't heard more. But yeah, anyway, I thought that was quite a good icebreaker from... Loved the, the icebreaker. Society. I'm going to come up with a better name than icebreaker because it's not a breaker. It's not no. breaking the ice. <laughs> There's no ice to break. Well, no, that certainly is true. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to the word on the street. Right on, right, the on the street. Street, right on the street. Someone asked me the other day, like, uh, why do you sing the word on the street after they've already played the word on the street? It's not <laughs> happening real time. And they were like, and then you're laughing about it after you've sung it. They're like, what? what's going on in the studio at that point? And I was like, nothing. We just really like our jingle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made it ourselves and we really like it. <laughs> when we find something funny, we will kill it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god right so what's your word on the street what's the word on the street word on the street word on the street word on the street word oh yes yeah, so street. my word on the street this week is about you guessed it the dalai lama <laughs> the dalai lama so actually mm. i want to read the article real quick i mean i don't know anyone who hasn't heard about this obviously i don't even watch the news but i've seen this everywhere and everyone's talking about it um so the dalai lama has apologized after footage showed him telling a boy to suck the tibetan spiritual leader's tongue and he also kissed him on the lips now what is that about? What what must the parents must have thought have been thinking at that point? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know because if that was me uh, in the crowd and my Maisie was up there asking for a hug and then she got a, a tongue poked in her face or even a kiss and a kiss on the lips from some old guy, I swear on my life, you would see a totally different side to me. I think I've already seen that side before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, people, other people would it see would a different side too. It would be rage, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you. The rage would be full and plenty. Do you know, I just... So there was, there was a little side of me that was like, is there some sort of tradition behind no, it? Don't even, don't even get sucked into that. Excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> is there something... Is, and then I was like, no, fuck it. There is no tradition. He's been, he's a paedophile. Um, and he is, he is abusing his, his power. Yeah. He, and that's what they've all done. And very boldly as well. I feel like that's what all those religious leaders have done though. Yeah. And he, they, I feel like that religion, well, that, that belief was the only one that had, that people still had this kind of like. Because it's so, yeah, because it's like. Well, look, for me, at the end of the day, a lot of religions, they tell the same story, but in different ways. Yeah. And they're all spiritual at the end of the day. Mm. So to say that one is more spiritual than the other, I think is wrong. Because I think that there's similarities in in every single religion that's going and belief. But I see, I do hear what you're saying in terms of like, you know, it's just that it's the kind of like, I don't know, spiritual, like close to nature and all of that it's just a bit more airy it's a bit more like you yeah know, and then relaxing it's, it's less in your face and now it's all fucked yeah <laughs> it's all the same it's all the same they're all the same they're fucking all the same they're hideous people who uh need to be stopped i'm sorry but what is actually even like they're, they're like oh the dalai lama's apologized for telling this young boy to suck his tongue oh sorry you know it's tibetan um greeting blah 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 of which he's exiled by the way <laughs> you know so but he's keeping some of his traditions that are more sickly than others yeah <laughs> <laughs> just for just for shits so, yeah, and giggles but, like, why is that enough to just sit there and go oh i've apologized do you know what, what i mean you, is that enough well what would you well, what would you prefer lock him up throw away the key <laughs> lock him up Put yeah. him in solitary confinement and let him think about his actions. But should do people can people reform? Um Can he be can he apologize and see that he's it was a mistake and then learn from that mistake? Yeah, but he's as I said he's a bit of a naughty Dalai Lama, isn't he? He's had to do a few public apologies, hasn't he? Yeah. He said something about 
if there's ever a um w- a female Dalai Lama, then she'd better be beautiful. Mm. Things like that. Yeah. So he's that was sexist and a paedophile. Wasn't that recent? Um, I don't know if it was all that recent. Oh, I thought that was recent. Maybe it's just come up again because of this. Yeah, he's just getting, news. you know, so all his stuff's getting Rehashed. Brought, brought up. I mean, I saw the news and I, it, didn't, it didn't surprise me. Is that bad? It didn't surprise no. me. No. Oh, God, no. I was just like, oh, here we go. Another paedophile. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. yeah. Shame, but another one bites the dust. Here we go. But I hope people are like waking up and, you know, opening their eyes to all this shit. Well, I feel like I just want people to be more aware Mm. That the and not be so naive that because someone's in a power, or authority, or, or a spiritual leader, or whatever, doesn't mean that they can't do no wrong. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. there were times when I used to go to church oh, back gosh. in my church days, and my parents used to be like, you know, the pastor and the pastor's family and the pastor's son, and and I'd be like, hmm. Oh well, like they couldn't do any wrong. Like, yeah, like yeah. they like they were like the higher mighty of yeah. people. And you had to look up to be like them, and yeah, I used to be like, Mum, I know a lot about that family. <laughs> Don't spill the tea. No, I won't do that on this. It's not, <laughs> it's not appropriate, but you know, we shouldn't look so highly upon these leaders that yeah. we put in high regard because they're all humans at the end of the day. Yeah, and you know, with great power comes great responsibility that most of the time gets totally abused oh i love that i love that saying Mm. with great power comes great responsibility you heard it here first peeps (laughs) (laughs) so this is not my word on the street but i just just wanted to say because i saw it before i came here today um i saw it this morning and i was literally lolling i was like so megan Markle has confirmed that she is not attending the king's coronation because oh, it's on the same idea. day as her son's birthday. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> and I was like, the royal family are fucking dickheads. <laughs> they did that purposely, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. But look, at the end of the day, you could look at it as this as well. Like, Megan, come on. Like, he could have a lit birthday party. Just take him to the coronation and let him no, go I don't wild. Think they would have, with the, I the kids would have been allowed because the kids are always allowed. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I don't, but I did laugh. I was just like, oh, they just they just don't make it easy for this girl, do they? But also, it's I, I do think a little bit of that is all like, you know, media shit. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. So Harry's going to it on his own and Meghan's going to be with her son and everyone's like, power to you, Meghan, for being put in being a mum first. Oh, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. I, but just, I just read just it. Just take your kid with you. You're going to have a great day anyway. <laughs> just take your kid. I don't have Harry's any... Harry's going anyway. Why would you not want to all be together? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't have any uh, thoughts or, or opinions on it. I just, I just lulled when I read it. I was just like, honestly, ridiculous. I won't be involved in myself in any of this coronation nonsense, but I will be taking the day off. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, Lucy. I know you're a royalist and I know you're a listener. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my actual word in the street was this, that um, our our man on the ground sent us. um, And the headline was, camera awarded a ban for Essex pub displaying golly dolls. Um, And so this is basically a pub where golly dolls were seized by police should not be considered for future awards or inclusion in our good beer guide. The campaign for real ale ale camera which is what they they abbreviated to campaign for real ale said mm. camera said it found it baffling that the white heart inn in gray's essex chose to display the offensive dolls so police are investigating after a member of public um of the public reportedly being racially distressed on the 24th of february chris who runs the pub said the dolls were part of their history in a series of tweets, Camera said it was instructing its southwest Essex local branch not to consider the White Hart Grey's Essex for future awards or inclusion in their beer guide, uh, whilst these discrim- discriminatory dolls continue to be on display. Camera said it has altered an entry on its Good Beer Guide app, as it said the previous entry was problematic. Mm. And I, li- I like the fact, basically the reason why I wanted to share it is because I like the fact that Camera is taking a stand and saying, well, you know, you're not a good pub, so you can't be listed in our good pub in our guidebook because you are discriminating against a, a, a race of people by having these gollywog dolls on display because they are discriminatory. And if anyone doesn't know what gollywogs are, Google it. Um, <laughs> no, um, a no but why, I think it's I think it's. Why are they discriminatory? 
I'm actually going to find the definition of a gollywog doll and see what it comes up as. But it's, it's basically... But it's not a definition, it's a character from a book from yeah, like the 1800s. And it stems in... It's, it's, it's a rag doll, right? And, it, and it's black-faced. That's what it's seen as black-faced, a black-faced doll. And that's, what it was, and that's what it was described as at the time. It's always been described as a gollywog. Yeah. Yeah. The two, it's two separate words that were merged together. But what does gollywog mean? It doesn't mean anything. Does it not? No. It actually doesn't mean anything. It, it, was, it was named by that, the person that created it. It was two different separate words um, from what I remember. And the... Because obviously there's a derogatory term, which is wog... It's used that that people actually don't know the origin of. It is said to be derived from gollywog because the dolls were black and grotesque. When you say grotesque, though, well, I think a lot of rag dolls that that are created in that way are can be deemed grotesque, whatever mm. color they are, whether they're orange, yellow, purple. I mean, some of these little monster things that that are created now i can't remember what they're called now but they've got like real teeth in them the kids are carrying around have you seen them no i don't have a child they're like purple aliens and they've got like real teeth like in their mouth what are they made from i don't know porcelain maybe i don't know porcelain don't know. maybe not that's a bit pricey <laughs> fucking hell james has got one. Oh my god say <laughs> that to me is grotesque right but this doesn't look like but anybody it doesn't look like anybody, but it's got it's got human teeth. But all but what I'm saying is, or I know those other dolls, that is yeah, that weird. were look at the teeth. You put the hand in the back. Goblins, they were amazing. Yeah, and they've got a flat I had one, it was about this big. It had like raggy doll hair, like mop hair. Do you know what I'm talking about, James? That is is a similar doll in my eyes to what a gollywog doll is. Yeah, but I think the whole point was that a gollywog doll looks like a person. Yeah. It was made like before 1900. It was adopted as a mascot for Robert King's Marmalade. Yes. But it was made as a, uh, literally meant to be racist when it was made, as a caricature of minstrels. Yes, that was it. A character, a caricature of a minstrel. That yeah, was it. it, it so, uh, yes. In the 1900s, white people would paint themselves, put big fake white lipstick yeah. on, on black dark skin, and that was what they were. So the girl who was the author had oh, a doll that. that was a minstrel that was, and that was what she based her book off of. She was inspired by her childhood doll to create a character in her book, which she called a gollywog. And that was where it stemmed from. And then it stopped in 1909, I think, um, the, the books. I think her and her mum created 13 books together. It then stopped because... It got made into something derogatory. Mm. It wasn't derogatory when it first started, so it never. Well, that's like, like a lot of words. Though. It wasn't created to be that way. It was society that made it that way. Mm. And now it affects loads of people, based off of the fact that society created a negative um, connotation on something that was a child's imagination. Mm. And I think that's really sad. Well, the thing is that the message about the child, the, ch the, the, the imagination, the imaginative story that came from a child has been completely lost mm. because of the overshadowing of the derogatory term. And the derogatory yeah. term, unfortunately, is what's overcasted the actual really, the potentially really nice message that came from a, ch a child. Yeah, which is so, I ju it's just bad and it's sad. And yeah, it's unfortunate that it, it affects so many people in such a horrible way now. And I think, yeah, I think that's the thing. I, I, I just did understand what, why a pub would. Well, maybe they knew the child. Who knows? I mean, that's... I doubt it. She's quite. <laughs> it's from quite a long time ago, but who knows? Yeah, but who knows? But who knows? But what but I think. I still feel like as soon as someone says that they find something harmful, would you not want to not have it on display? I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like sometimes I think that. You know, the cross is quite harmful, but I'm not going to go into every church and be like, remove that cross. 
Well, the church is where it's meant to be. So you wouldn't walk into the church anyway in the first place. Right, anywhere I go there, literally. If it was in a pub, there you go, in a pub. If it was in a pub, I would probably would also question why there was a cross in the pub in the first place. Yeah, but that's somebody's belief in their religion. And but it's a customer-facing their... place. Like, you wouldn't go into a restaurant and expect to see a, a cross on your table. My nan owned pubs, yeah, when I was younger. They were her home. So, yes, they were open to the public, yeah, and they were for everyone to go there and drink. It's a public house, but it was also her home. So why should it not be personalised? Mm. But have you not got a living space upstairs in the pub? Yeah. I mean, it's very much gone completely off topic here. <laughs> I don't feel like we have gone off topic at all. Because I think we, that we this is opening up a conversation for it. Can you compare a golly world to a cross? Yes, because I suppose some people can find it offensive. Yeah, you, you so can compare you can. anything to would anything you put a golly, at the would, end of the day. Would you be annoyed if you walked into someone? I would be annoyed if I walked... I wouldn't be annoyed, but I also wouldn't walk into someone where... I've walked out of places that I've seen a gollywog. Have you? Yeah. Because my... my <laughs> oh, no, this is actually bad, to be honest, so I'm going to say it anyway. My partner, we went to a wedding once, and we went to a pub. They had a gollywog in there, and he bloody posed for a picture of it. My partner's of Jamaican descent, um, just just to be clear. And he literally got a... He was like this. So, obviously, things affect people in different ways depending on what your belief is of it, mm. what your knowledge is of it, mm. and how you um, process it. Mm. It's different for everybody. It's an interesting one, that one. I definitely don't know if I would... Yeah. Sorry, I'm internalising thoughts here. I think that what they should have done, they if somebody was in there, they had a customer in there who was triggered... Distressed, And yeah. distressed by them, then that should have been the priority. Yeah. At the end of the day. I think that's always the thing, is like, you have to take everything with the, with, with the, in this situation, whatever situation that arises, you take it, each one for what it is, because each person is so different. Like you said, like everyone reacts to things differently. You have if, to show empathy and show in huma- for humanity. humanity yeah, yeah, empathy for humanity. And I think that was the thing that the pub obviously clearly didn't have empathy yeah. for humanity. And it was like, the, I like the fact that there's someone else, a body I, yeah. that's sticking up for humanity and being empathetic in that. So I found that really, really interesting. But um, yeah, I'm going to do some research into the into the golly into the golly wogs and that story that you just told us because i've never heard it before well i just think like a lot of these things you know like you've got to understand or you at least have a little bit of base knowledge about the history of something before you you know slam stuff mm. like anything i'm just talking about that in general like not just you know not golly wogs per se but anything in life yeah i've always been you know if i don't i've always been told that if you don't have knowledge on anything how can you have an opinion on it What's this you've got in this little weird container? It's my moisturiser. Oh, a travel container. Yeah, because what I found, if anyone's looking for an update on the isotretinoin, annoying, <laughs> um, what I found <laughs> is the CeraVe <laughs> moisturiser is thus far the best um, lip ointment for the dry lips i've been using lots of different things and nothing's really touching the sides though i did get a very good recommendation the other day from ricky's sister which was the elizabeth arden eight hour hour ointment not the cream ointment which i didn't even know there was a a secondary option so i I would strongly recommend there you go carmex everyone yeah carmex is no good for this let me tell you because it's deep carmex Nope. Vaseline, nope. Blistex, nope. Literally, this is it. I had to put my moisturiser into a travel pot. Wow. Thanks for the update. Well, I'm on the journey with you. How long has it been now? It's actually been like six weeks now. and Have you f- noticed any changes in your mood or emotions? Yeah, I feel a bit like... Um, I think over the past sort of week and a half to two weeks maybe, I felt quite disconnected from emotion. Mm. How awful. That's weird for you, especially because... Yeah, because I'm so both. extreme. You're so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm happy, I'm super happy. And when I'm that... So what, you've just felt like... Knows. you just felt like you've had no emotion. <laughs> Do you know, yeah, I just feel like a bit like... Meh, meh. Like everything's a bit meh. I went through a stage of... Did I tell you about the plant dying? No. Oh, God. My mum bought me this plant, yeah, this lily. Actually, it's 
anthrium or something like that uh, I went for my birthday during lockdown and she came and bought it round and I loved it it was a huge really big like lily plant beautiful like pink lilies coming out of it huge green leaves it was gorgeous and when I moved it to Ricky's I just felt like it wasn't happy from the start and I kept saying like it just looks different it looks different and slowly it was like me me wilting and you know kept doing all these different things and then I thought oh maybe it's where it's placed and anyway a, f- a few weeks ago I, I I got it and I took it out of the pot and it had fucking root rot and I was like I knew it I knew something mm. was wrong with it and I wailed in the kitchen by myself like my dog just died honestly it was outrageous <laughs> i was so dramatic i was like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm gonna try and save you i was like picking up the dirt and <laughs> smelling it and like stroking the leaf. yeah it was so over the top but i literally after about 10 minutes i kind of caught myself and i sat down on the chair and i was like you're all right hon <laughs> <laughs> like fucking hell it's a plant like chill out <laughs> Um. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that I think was a really um like emotional moment, and I I'm putting it down to the tablets. Are you? <laughs> yeah. And then since that day, I've been like zombified. No emotions. No, mm. it's not that extreme. I am actually being extreme. Okay. So have you started to feel like emotions are coming back, or <sighs> just completely still, just like dead, dead behind um, the eyes? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit like that. <laughs> I don't know which I don't know which one you've asked. Still a little bit dead, really. Oh, okay. But oh, wow. do you know what? I think it's just you know it's it's all coming in peaks and troughs. So basically, you know, I had those bad headaches. Then my mm. hands were scaling up. Then my eyes were dry, and that's all subsided now. So I'm just assuming that it's going to subside. It's going to subside in a short period of time. Oh wow! Okay. But I'll let you know. Please do. Keep us all updated. I'm sure that people are sitting on the edge of their seats. I bet they bloody are. <laughs> anyway, anywho, um, let's get into the E&I topic of the week. So, oh, I don't what know why is I, this one? Hit me. I don't know why I put a sweet in my mouth at this point. It's all right. It's a bit of ASMR. You know, you know the fans love it. Oh, yeah. There we go. Fans, this is for you. Oh. <laughs> You had half a can of pims. <laughs> now it's sounding a bit gross. Oh, no, All think... my emotions are coming back. I'm feeling irritated. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week's EMI topic, EMI topic of the week, <laughs> is judgment. Mm, judgy judgeson. Judging. And those judgingnesses and those judging. Uh, eyes and there's judging lips and the judgment that just comes left right and center from all of us every day always mm. yeah. what's so, the difference between judgment and opinion so i had to actually look up what the meaning of judgment was because i actually didn't know did you not have an answer for that <laughs> no <laughs> i did not do you <laughs> It's my question. It's my philosophical question. Okay. Well, judgment is the process of an opinion. <laughs> forming an opinion. Judgment is the process of forming an opinion. So judgment is the process. Opinion is the outcome. Yeah. All right, fine. So around something or someone based on a criteria and it involves um, using our biases, basically, to come to a conclusion or decision about something, someone or, or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think judgment is used a lot in forming biases and stereotypes often, which is why I wanted to bring it up today. And the reason, when you know where this stemmed from, it stemmed from. Did you say you're bored? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm hot. I'm so hot. I just went, I'm bored. No. <laughs> I was like. Okay, emotions are coming back. Yeah, I'm absolutely intrigued by this topic. I'm no, I'm just hot. Yeah, it's really warm. Um, so I was. It came. This topic came because I have feel like, unfortunately, it's been so many times of recent where I feel like I'm being judged before I even have an opportunity to even sometimes speak or even know someone. Mm-hmm. And it's probably happened to everyone before. But you know, the cup. I've been to Devon recently. I was in Margate and Kent mm-hmm. recently, and I, I just honestly. 
I don't know what it is. I think it's something at the moment where I'm just feeling really irritable about a lot of things. And it happened in Kent when I was in Margate and people were staring constantly everywhere. And like it got to the point where an old woman nearly tripped over herself because she was staring so much at me. <laughs> and like it just it was just it was just ridiculous. And even like to the point where and this is, I guess this is probably me and stuff that I need to deal with and work through. But like to the point where I would like was walking down the street and someone would be like, oh my God, I love your outfit. And I just feel like it's unnecessary. For me, it's just so unnecessary to have eyes on me all the time and people to be casting opinions and judging me and or, or forming an opinion. Yeah, that whole forming an opinion thing. Fucking hell, imagine if he was famous. I you wouldn't cope. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I absolutely couldn't. The eyes, I can feel it as well. Like the other day we were at the beach and I was lying there and I'm, I mean, I, you know, I am me. So, you know, it comes with all the drama. But I was, <laughs> I was lying there and I had my, I'd just taken my Crocs off and I swear to God, I could feel everyone's literally eyes staring at me and everyone was eating their fish and chips. And I think at one point I laughed and everyone just literally went like that and was like staring at me. And I was just like, just laughing. When you said I took my Crocs off, I thought you were going to say they were all staring at your feet. Oh, no, I didn't take my socks off. Because oh. <laughs> they are in a bad position. My feet are in a bad way at the moment, We need they? to get a pedi. Oh, my God, desperately. Mm. Um, so, ah. so, yeah, this all stemmed from, I feel like people, unfortunately, form judgments and opinions on people very, very quickly. Mm. And um, and I think it's one of those things that people, I like. I would like people to really start to, dig deep and understand where the judgments come from and why mm. the judgments are formed and how to stop themselves from making judgments. Um, and it's even a conversation I've been having recently with some of my closest and dearest around, you know, you shouldn't judge people because you don't know enough about them to be able to form a judgment or even form an opinion. Mm. Somet- and sometimes if you have an opinion, sometimes it's best to keep it to yourself. Are you talking about negative judgment and opinions? Yeah. And if it's positive shout about it well how do you sh- <laughs> how do you know this is a good question how do you know the difference between a positive and a negative judgment how do you know the God, difference yeah um i think just based off of common sense well Risa. we know that common sense is not the same for everyone you cannot <laughs> use that as a rule common sense is not the same for everyone mm. so that's where that's where that's where it starts to fall to shit a bit. I think you know if you're making a positive or a negative judgment on uh, on someone based off of your own feeling. I know if I'm making a positive judgment of somebody because I feel good about that person. I know if I'm making a, a bad, neg- like a negative judgment of someone because I'll either feel guilt or shame or for doing so. That's because you're centred and you've got values and morals and you've got a strong moral compass. But some people don't have that and don't know that they're making negative judgments. Those people are arrogant. I don't think they are. They're, I, I don't, ignorant. Ignorant would be maybe in a word that I would use, but also ignorant, uneducated. Ar- arrogant. Uneducated, inexperienced. But then I would say that, like, okay, so, for instance, these people, yeah, let's just assume these people in Margate that were staring at your feet... <laughs> were uneducated um so then perhaps they're not actually judging you they're just curious Mm. listen i'm not gonna lie if i didn't know you yet Mm. and you walked into a bar maybe they're not judging me maybe they're curious curiosity doesn't mean that you have and you started laughing the way that you laugh i would fucking turn around and look at you Mm. But it's the, you would turn around and look at you. I guess it's not just the looking, is it? It's the looking and it's... It, you can, judgment happens in so many different types of ways. You can yeah, tell someone's judging you by the way that they look at you. Curiosity, the way... Someone curious... Like, so you laugh and you turn around and you see someone laugh and you go... And you look at them and you're like... Oh. Yeah. You see someone laugh and you turn around and you go... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's... Two different types of looks there. <laughs> one is curious and one is judgment. <laughs> one's still curious. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think 
you know, go moving away from my feet. <laughs> I think, I just think judgment is all, it's, it's just, it's misconception about people. And it's like, I can, I know that I used to be a very judgmental person. Like I, I know I was like, I hold my hand up and I would say that I used to look at people and be like, oh, scum. <laughs> I would look at people and I and I would and I, but I would voice the judgment and that's more dangerous. I feel like you can have judgment mm. and you can and if you keep it to yourself it's it's kind of a bit better. But if you voice judgment and you spread that evilness and that is just it's not nice. Um, no, of course not. And, and then, if the person can hear you, certainly not. Well, that's well, that's bullying. Yeah. But I think sometimes your judgments can feed into other people's perceptions on other people. Oh, as in you can influence yeah. people. Yeah, influence of course, people. absolutely. And those, and that is, and that again is another way of. It's really dangerous. It is dangerous. Yeah. Because I make judgment on you based on the fact that you have brown hair. Well, that feeds into the, um, you know, the power of the single story. Yeah. That's what that feeds into. I can make a judgment on you and tell somebody else, and then they tell somebody else, and then all of a sudden, people have just got this one dimension of opinion on 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 you based off of my influence and my story that i told which is um what so this is what i found so i, I read this and i thought it was fitting the jumper <laughs> thanks for spreading that information out to the community well just in case no one's watching and <laughs> listening and hears some ruffling around <laughs> Um, so when it comes to judgment, it's important to balance fairness and compassion. So equity and equality are two concepts that can help guide us in the process of understanding. So equity means giving everyone what you need to be successful. So this may, this may require treat. Are you right there? Yeah, I'm good. This may require treating people differently based on their unique circumstances or their needs. Why are you putting it back on? I've got a heat rash. <laughs> Her emotions are back, peeps. She's got a heat rash. At least her body thinks she's got emotions anyway. Um, so, for example, if two employees are struggling with a particular task, an equitable, equitable judgment might involve providing additional training or resources to help them succeed. Mm. And that's where judgment can be used positively because you've, yeah. you've taken that, you've used a judgment to help them in a way to succeed in that task. And that's equitable judgment. Is that judgment, though? Or is that not just having knowledge? But everyone has the knowledge, Louisa! <laughs> yeah, but, like, if two people, two employees are like, you know, oh, I need this to help me no, but succeed that's, in this But that's job. them asking for it. That's different. Right, okay. It's, it's someone, so this is just doing it off your own back. This is you doing you. it off your own back, yeah. yeah okay. Um, equality, on the other hand, means treating everyone the same, which, you know, everyone, everyone who's... Come on us, the journey. This is episode number 12. If you're here, mm. then you know, you know what equity and equality is. <laughs> and if you don't, there's a jargon buster on our socials. Um, <laughs> equality is about treating everyone the same. So this can be an important principle in situations where everyone has the same needs and abilities. So for example, when judging a competition where all participants have an equal opportunity to prepare, an equal judgment might involve evaluating them based on the same criteria. Right. And that's... Yep. And I feel like it's really important to approach judgment with a sense of welcoming, inclusivity, but also involves a safe environment for everyone. Yeah. I think, like, you know, you just got to live by the code. Never judge a book by its cover. Yeah, you go. But sometimes you, yeah. Ooh. But, like, you're talking about you and you walking into, you know... No, but I'm, so, well, I'm thinking about if we're saying to people how to... People sometimes need to make a judgment on the cover to be able to be equitable. Oh, is that what you said? No, that's what I'm thinking. Is that what I've just said? <laughs> that's what I've just said. Um, I don't feel like you can ever make a judgment on somebody without having knowledge about them. Additional training was yeah. Mm. About having about knowing anything about them, you can't make a judgment on somebody. And, and a resource they might need to help them succeed in the, in the workplace unless you know stuff about them. Okay, hear me out, right? Said, said business is... Done, a, done their survey and they have seen that their business has 
um, no senior managers who are female. Mm. So now all females that join their business go on a mentorship program. Mm. That's making a judgment based on their gender. So on what they can, not knowing that if they can, they What's may. What's the judgment? Assuming that they want to be in senior leadership? Assuming that they need, they need extra help to get to leadership. Right. Well, in that case, yeah, I, I just don't think that that's very, um, I just don't think that that is a very, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, what I think is you don't have, you wouldn't do that. You would actually speak to the women in your business before you started setting up mentorship programs and shit like that as to, and to find out why, from their perspective, are they not in senior leadership? Mm. Do they need extra help? You'd ask questions. You wouldn't make that judgment without fact finding first. Or you shouldn't make that judgment without fact finding first. Mm. It's an interesting one because I feel like I, I actually feel like I, I, if the data's telling me that there is a gap or there's a glass ceiling for certain types of people, I might use my judgment to figure out how to make things better by doing something or putting some sort of extra training or mentorship or guidance or support for that level. But then you're them. just blanketing the whole approach because each individual will problem, require yeah. different needs. That is the problem that you then do, yeah, you do then blanket the approach. But then I suppose if you're a large business, it does make it a l quite a quite a huge task. It does make it a huge task, but that's the kind of work that we do. That's the kind of work that we're in. It's huge tasks <laughs> and you got to take them on and... That's the work that we're in. We are taking on huge tasks. We are big thinkers. <laughs> it's true, though. That is, um, you yeah. know, whether you, if you're a company of 30,000 people and you have, a, a you know, a thousand employees who are a minor minority in some way, shape or form who aren't reaching senior leadership, then you need to go speak to those thousand people and find out what it is and why. Because yeah. what might work for one won't work for another, and that's difficult, I think. But it's but it's also yeah, it's the right thing to do is to it's make the sure right that you're thing to, do. It's to make sure you're if you're using the data in this scenario, make sure if you're using the data, make sure you go back and ask the right questions to make sure you're not just nothing is impossible at the end of the day. Oh, hmm. <laughs> in what regard? Because I do feel that some things are slightly impossible. Like what? I can't think. This is this this stuff. Nothing is impossible with this stuff. There are solutions for everything. You just have to find them. You have to make sure that you have the right details, the right facts, the right knowledge, and speak to the people. And nothing will be impossible. Mm. Okay, I like that. I'll leave it at that. I like that. Yeah. Don't judge a book by its by its character by its. Car <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover. And nothing is impossible, kids. Nothing. <laughs> nothing is impossible in this space. Mm. Um, just ask the right questions. Don't judge a book by its cover. Um, and treat everyone just with a bit of dignity, people. Don't stare at me on the fucking streets anymore. If everyone stops looking at you, you would wilt. What? <laughs> I would... I'm telling you now. If every if you went through the whole rest of your life, yeah, with not a single person looking at you, taking notice of you, saying you look nice, you got a nice outfit on, all your shoes are cool, you would wilt, mate. Some people go through their whole entire life without that, and they are okay. They're not you. I don't mind an odd compliment here or there, but it's just the you love it. it's, it's the it's the constantness of it. It's the it's, it's I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's, honestly, the other day I was like, I said, I said to Sean, I went, I just feel like it's I don't know what it is. It's like it's like I'm famous. Also, like you know, you have you you receive what you seek as well. So the more you look for it, the more you'll see it. Mm. So stop looking for it, and you won't notice it as much. I'm just going to go out with my glasses, sunglasses and on from now on and just keep my eyes closed. And, and also, you know, at the end of the day, everything is down to a matter of perspective. So if you want to change the way that you feel about it, then I guess you have to put a positive spin on it. Like, mm. I am fucking fabulous. Yes, thank you. Thank you for your glares. I know. I am the shit. There you go. We have uh, some questions from the Sea Society. This is a meaty one. Okay, ready? A meaty one. <laughs> Love it. 
I head up the people team in, in my company and I am having difficulty with my exec team and CEO. Girl, aren't we all? Um, they, actually, I'm not, to be fair. Oh, I was going to say, who, 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 Two weeks. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> consider it to be a full time job. <laughs> no, I just I just need you to be here all the time. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. You've smashed it. They say they've. Oh god, I feel I've lost the train of my thought. My question. So I head up the people team in my company, and I'm having difficulty with my exec team and CEO. They say they value diversity within the within the team, but their comments and actions have made me think this is said for show. We have a large proportion of my of our team who are Muslims, including our exec team. I think that is why our CEO says we are diverse for a company founded in the UK. However, it's not enough. Women are undervalued within our industry and trying to get LGBTQ plus educational events organised for the teams end up with me arguing with the exec team as they see it as a promotion for that community rather than education. They are all male and act as yes men or our CEO. It is obviously a sensitive situation and I wondered what advice you would give me on how to educate the exec team further. What resources and events have you seen work in the past? Thanks. So the exec team is predominantly Muslim, is that what they said? Large proportion of our t- of the team is Muslim, including the exec team, yes. Including the exec team. So exec team, Muslim men. <clears throat> a lot of the team also Muslim, but also a, a large proportion are women LGBT. And so, and the CEO Man. is saying that they need, that they are already diverse, diverse. so they don't need to do anything. Mm. And this person wants to convince otherwise. Yeah, yeah, so the wondered what advice you would give on how to educate the exec team further. Mm. It's a difficult one, actually, because I always feel like it's really hard to change perception on people's on people's heads about um, about when they're already diverse. I actually had a conversation about this today. And it's it's always refreshing when someone comes to the table and they go, we are really diverse, but I think that's dangerous because there is a lack of understanding of what how to deal with all those diverse people that work in our business. The advice that I would give to an, ed- an educating the exec team would be get them to do more talking with the other people in your business, so people that are not like them, um, to find out what it's like to work in the business, what they feel. And I suppose that people won't really speak up them, will they? They won't go to the exec team, oh, it's shit here because you're fucking all racist or you're all homophobic. Yes, it's a tough one. What would I suggest? I'm just thinking, because um, I've, I've been in a similar situation to uh, whereby your senior leadership and your exec team, etc., are saying that, um, you know, we value equality and inclusion and we're doing all this work around diversity, la, 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 but then they're not treating individuals as such. I've been in that position myself. Um, and... I, I left. <laughs> but that's not what I would recommend. That's not the advice. Uh, uh, yeah, no, not, not at all. I think the main, th- the first thing that you need to do is is find, is try and find someone that's like-minded on the exec team like that you. has similar views or is perhaps a an easy target. Or Can someone that's that? on, yeah, someone, someone that's on that's the fence. Bit, yeah, someone that's a bit more of an easy target that you could try and... Um, Persuade. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it, it's not even like it's persuasive work, is it? But just somebody who's a bit more open-minded that you can point out the facts to and have examples of why you don't think that the that, um, what's being said is actually happening on the ground. I also think that there's an opportunity for you to go back and use. I mean, I always say, I always say it, everyone, but the data, you you know, you should, you could go back and do a survey, right? You could do a survey with your team and ask them to talk about, 
you should do an engagement survey because if you wrap it up as an, an, an engagement survey, then the business won't say no. But if you wrap it up as an E&I survey, the exec team might say, well, we don't need it. But So wrap it up as an engagement survey and mm. throw in some equality and inclusion questions in there and then use that to gauge how people actually feel about having that sense of belonging and inclusion within the business and then use that information to drive. Because it, actually, if it's there, I always say if it's there in black and white, yeah, you can't deny it. You can't deny it. You can't go, oh, we haven't got a problem. Yeah, absolutely. So I would, I would do that. Obviously, keep it anonymous. Oh, yeah, you have to keep, you have to keep engagement surveys anonymous. Anony. Yeah, and I would, and also I'd say that events and resources that I say that have worked in the past, without hyping ourselves up, I do think a talk, a good talk lounge is always, is always a great way to go forward in terms of having a talk lounge with external people coming in talking or interviewing people within your business about diversity and inclusion yeah absolutely i just feel like if you haven't if you're but if you're hitting your head against a brick wall in terms of getting the exec team on board then it's quite difficult to pull that sort of thing in do you know what i mean to get a sign off for that sort of thing if they don't feel that there's a problem it's harder to get that sort of thing signed off so the but survey bit first yeah, to understand true. if there's a need, where mm. there's a need, and to be able to produce a presentation to say, this is why we need to do further education, this is why we need further to do further work or community work or whatever it may be. I, I also feel like maybe getting them to connect with other businesses that you have seen doing something similar. So there's other. I always feel like saying oh did you know that so find if, even if it's like you find articles or you connect them with people um or through linkedin or whatever where you say these people have d- are doing some really incredible work at the moment with their dei or with their mm. engagement with their people and you and you connect them and have conversations that way because i think a lot of people like to follow what other people are doing so there's been a couple of times where i've been in this sort of similar situation and i've used an example of other businesses doing really amazing stuff for their people not just around DEI but around other stuff and then it's included some really amazing DEI stuff so I've kind of hidden that in there as well Mm. and then they read it and then they come back and they go oh did you know that this company is doing this within DEI and then they you kind of have to make it feel like it's their own idea Mm. um that's kind of manipulation isn't it it actually had there is actually a proper term for that which I can't think of right now Uh, but there is a proper (laughs) term for that yeah Manipulation? No, no, no. It's like it, like the straw man fallacy, that sort of thing. You know, there's like terminologies for these sorts of psychological situations. Yeah, it's like you. Yeah, uh, but I think that's. I actually think that's a really useful way. I also think that you have to kind of just beat the drum quite a few times. You mm. have to keep. You, it's one of those things you keep pounding the wall and pounding the wall and pounding the wall about it. And eventually they will they will either the balls will come down and they will start listening or you'll decide that it's just that place isn't meant for you mm. because actually if you're banging the wall and banging the wall and they don't want to make the difference and you're a woman i banged they, the wall for a long time yeah and then you give up and you just go well actually this is not the place for me to be yeah unfortunately because you can't you can't change everyone's opinion on it especially if Especially if you're saying that they come from a marginalised community themselves and they don't see the need to have to make yeah. the change, that, yeah. that wall may not change. They may not change their opinion. Yeah. And those people sometimes can't be helped. Yeah. You have to always bear that in mind. You do have to bear that in mind. Um, but yeah, that was a really great question. Um, please, if you do have any more of these conundrums, <laughs> drop us a little whatsapp uh or send us and drop us an email oh don't even get me into emails this today actually don't don't drop us an email because at this point we don't, don't we don't any. have any emails people. <laughs> okay we're having technicalities but don't worry we'll be back online as of next week okay take care y'all <laughs> oh god i can't manny's of the week let's jump into week. the manny's of the week um, for context, everyone, I basically deleted all our CC emails. It's all right. Because no one's going to understand. We're jumping what... straight into Manny's. Oh, fine, it's sorry. all good. Fine. Don't throw yourself under the bus, babe. It's all good. I like throwing myself under the bus once in a while. <laughs> it's quite cathartic. 
Anyway, what's your money? Because you've got a money this week. That's why she's rushing into the money's of the week. Listeners, because it's an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, my money this week is to hold people accountable, and that is for everything. Um, I am so tired of people trying to take merit for my skills, for my tasks and jobs that I do. So I'm holding people accountable. Um, anyone that does that is getting told. Do you, yeah, that's I like that. That's my money. I'm 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 pulling myself back. <laughs> Yum. Okay. I like that. Pulling yourself back, holding people accountable. You go, girl. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) My manifestation this week is um, to take a breath. Take a breath. Take a beat. Take a beat. Take a beat. Take a breath. Um, I'm always going 101 miles an hour. Mm. And there's one point today where I literally had back-to-back meetings rushed to the car garage, rushed back home to do some more work, saw, saw Sean and then came here and I was literally like, and I was writing my manifestation. And I was like, take a breath. I was literally sitting at my table. I felt like I was holding my breath. And I was like, take a breath. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. Mm. So my manifestation is breathe. Mm. Everything's going to be okay. No one's going to, no one's, no one's, nothing is urgent. You know, you don't have to kill yourself. I can't come and kill myself. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, take yeah. a breath. Take a breath. You've got to take a breath. You gotta listen to this one now. <laughs> <laughs> take a breath. You gotta listen to yours as well. How's uh, the first manifestation I coming you've been along? Manifesting it. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should start revisiting some of our old manifestations. Well, I uh, yeah, I was about to, but. I'm looking at the time. Oh, my God. Louise has got to get back to the hollow bobs. So, um... I'm thinking about the listeners, 105. The listeners love it. They love listening to us for an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, they wouldn't keep coming back. (laughs) The questions are getting juicier. They're now suggesting our icebreakers. They are involved. They are engaged. (laughs) Love it. Oh, God. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's it for this week, isn't it? Wow. Thank you, y'all. Say bye. (laughs) Bye. Stay brave, stay curious. And stay honest.